This is a Thunder Dog podcast. Hello, and welcome to Midnight Musing. This is the podcast where I talk to my friends about the things that keep them up at night. I'm Evan, your host and a, a sad boy. On this episode, I talk to one of my good friends, Nicole. She's one of the inspirations for the show. A conversation we had kind of late at night for me, very late at night for her. We were in different time zones, so it was about 11 p.m. for me and 5 a.m. for her. But that conversation kind of got me thinking and it's sort of why I wanted to start this show. So in this episode, we're talking about graduation. I just graduated. She's graduating in the upcoming year. And there's a lot of anxiety about that. It's sort of a weird part of your life where you're transitioning into something and you might not know what that is. So without further ado, let's jump into my conversation with Nicole. For those of you that might not know me, I think everyone knows me that's going to be listening to this, but for those of you that might not know me, uh, I just graduated from university. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And Nicole, you are going one year away. I know, going into fourth year. Yeah, so... It's terrifying. Because, I mean, like, basically all the people I know are graduating or have just graduated, and it's fucked up. Do you find it worse now that you have graduated or did you feel worse when you were in kind of in my stage and you're about to graduate? Probably before when I was in your state, like where I would just be wondering what's up with everything, everything like, I don't know, like once grad happens, you just kind of sit there or at least I sat there and I was like, well, what now? (laughs) No, I get that. I think like my biggest problem is like. When I was in grade 12, I had already known pretty much the three schools I was applying to. I -hmm. knew what I wanted to do. I've known that since grade nine. And now I'm in fourth year and I have like five distinct grad programs. I don't know which one I want. I like, I feel very confused. Or do you even want to go to grad school? I do, I think. Okay. But I don't, I feel like I'm, if I don't do it now, I never will. Like people always say, oh, you can work a few years and then go back. But I don't feel like people go back. Um, it's, it's becoming a more common thing. Like, I feel like maybe a decade ago people wouldn't go back. But like, I know a few people that worked at the school I went to mm-hmm. that they were planning on going back like fall of 2019. Mm-hmm. Like they're getting their shit together for that. So like, I think it's becoming a thing, but like. Also, you have the momentum right now of being in school. I think getting out of school and then going back in would be terrible. No, agreed. I mean, like, even during the summer, like, it's August now. Like, I've been out of school for about four months, and Mm -hmm. I still check the student portal occasionally just out of force of habit. Like, I'll open my computer, and the first thing I do is, oh, what am I, like, what do I have to do? Like, what do I have to hand in today? What's the assignment? Oh, nothing. Like, oh. (laughs) All right, I'm just living my goddamn life. Yeah. What the fuck does that, basically, what does that mean? Like, yeah, no, I get that. I'm stressed. Yeah. Like we did kindergarten, Mm -hmm. grades one through 12. 
and then four years of college we both did that yeah and that's all like very segmented oh where you you only have to worry about the next three to six months of your life pretty much yeah and you know that after that it's already been decided for you oh 100 percent. and so like you kind of just like you you start to think that six months is a long-term goal no for sure and now now i'm sitting here like okay i graduated i'm not going back to school Mm -hmm. hell no (laughs) uh in theory i have like 60 years left in my life okay like what the fuck do i what does that mean I don't even know. I don't even, I feel like it's interesting because like me and you are at completely different stages, mm-hmm. but in theory, we're really not that far apart. No. Like we're a year apart and we're feeling completely different things. Like I'm insanely stressed because I don't know what I want to do and I've never felt that before. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to like interpret it. I don't know how to react. So what just ends up happening is I freak out every couple of days because I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? And then it's the fact that there's kind of expensive exams that I need to be taking mm-hmm. that I'm not entirely confident in, or it's just the fact that they're like $300 for an exam that will determine. It's like writing the SATs. Yeah. I'm yeah. essentially writing the SAT. Like I'm starting over again. I'm in grade 12, mm-hmm. except I don't know what I want to do. And, you know, it's more competitive. And so much more competitive. Well, it's not like, I'm pretty, I feel like when you're in high school, like getting the grades was easier to an extent. Definitely. So now it's like not as confident going into applications. So it's just unsettling. Yeah. And because there's no wrong answer. No, there isn't. Like literally anything Anything you decide, you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. You'll succeed. Like Like we're living. Yeah. Well, you're actually living. I'm still in this student bubble, but now I'm just in a stress student bubble. And I think that's part of what kind of scares me about life. It's like, okay, but like, am I always going to have something to look forward to? Like when you're in school, the, you look forward to, in essence, like it's a negative feeling, but you look forward to exams. Oh, yeah. Like, you have something. Yeah, for sure. No, I get that. There's an end state. There's always something going on. Like, yeah, I'm going to study for three months, then I'm going to do my exams, and then I'm going to get my degree, and then it's, Mm -hmm. oh, now what? And then it's like, okay, now I have to decide what my goals in life are. Because it's not just... Where we get, get, like, married and stuff. Yeah. Ew. I don't know. You don't know about that one? (laughs) Not immediately. Fuck. I don't know. Like, we're both 97 babies. It's true. We are. Um, So, like... The fact that people our age, 20, 21, 22-ish, in that range, Mm -hmm. the fact that they're getting married is insane to me. Well, I know. I told you I went to that engagement party for someone who's my age, and I'm like, how? How are you at that stage? And then it it makes me think, like, what am I doing? Yeah, why am I not at that stage? Why am I not at that stage? I want to be at the confident married stage. I want to be at the confident, I know where my money is coming from stage. Oh, for sure. Well, I feel like (laughs) once you're in that stage of, like, getting married, it's like, oh, it's something to look forward to. It's, like, again, working towards that end goal. Like, Mm -hmm. you plan for a year, then you get married. I don't really know what happens after that, but, I mean, at least, like, You work towards divorce? I mean, maybe. (laughs) Um, That's comforting. Yeah, always. (laughs) Um, But, like, yeah, so, I don't know. No, graduation, the idea of graduating insanely stresses me out and I don't know how to react to it I don't really know how I'm supposed to feel um, well, it's supposed to be like a sense of accomplishment right? but I don't feel accomplished no like I still feel like a dumbass I feel like a dumbass too and I have two degrees now that's true so you're gonna be a smarter dumbass than me 
in theory. I mean, I, they're media degrees. So. See, I feel like we're both at such, like, to me, the weirdest part is the fact that you graduated last year and, like, I'm going into my fourth year, like, we're a year apart, yet I am, like, we're at such different, like, in one year, so much changes. Like, in one year, I need to have my shit figured out. Not even in a few months, I need to have my shit figured out. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we are basically, like, if graduation is a door, we are standing on opposite sides of it. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, I have walked through that door and, like, but... I saw you I, walk through that door. It's true, you did. You watched the live stream, which is... So stupid. You're welcome. Such a waste (laughs) of time. Walking through that door doesn't give you any answers is the problem. Like, you putting on that gown doesn't, like, that doesn't give you anything, really, in terms of concreting what you're worried about. It just kind of, it's a kick in the ass, and it's just like, all right, now you're on your own officially. You're officially not a student anymore. Like you, weird. you're a, you're a fully licensed adult. Go go exist. That's just kind of scary. Like yeah. thinking about that stresses me out so much. And I wonder sometimes if that's why I'm using grad school as almost like a clutch. Like I don't want to start working, um, so I guess I'll just keep doing school until I figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to the point where okay, you can't be in school forever. Well, I mean you can, but you need to have a lot of money to do that. Um, and at what point? Like, do I have to start living my life? Like, at what point do I call it quits? Yeah. So I don't even know if I want to do grad school or do I not want to start living yet? In elementary school, they tell, they're like, this is setting up for high school. And then in high school, they're like, this is setting up for you for university. And then in university, it's like, this is to get a piece of paper. Bye. Bye. See ya. Figure it out. Wouldn't want to be you. So it's like, they, like, I don't feel set up for life life at all. Like, no, I, I have practical skills in a way, mm-hmm. but in no way do I feel like I am ready to live a fully rounded life, I guess. No, I get that. I still feel like a child. How do people feel like your friends that have graduated? Like, how are they doing? Does anyone have their shit figured out yet? Or is everyone kind of in the same boat? I think a lot of people are... Some people are very confident in what they have done Mm -hmm. or what what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But that's because they were doing it before they graduated. And now they just don't have school getting in the way of them doing it. Okay. Like school is basically an obstacle to them already doing what they want to do. Whereas I feel like a lot of the people I talk to are like sort of in the same boat where it's like I'm a student I don't have to figure out what being a person means until I'm graduated mm-hmm. and it it just sneaks up on you so fast where you're like okay I'm in fourth year but I still have a full year okay I have a semester okay well graduation isn't until after my exams by a month and a half oh I just walked across the stage what the fuck <laughs> like I get that I think part of it is just, like, naturally procrastinating. Mm -hmm. But, like, that doesn't mean I'm not doing things. It just means that, I don't know. I don't don't know how to be myself, I guess. Like, I know how to be student, Evan. Oh, for sure. And I'm not saying he's a good student. 
Oh, no, I get that, too. I'm definitely not a good student. But, like, I know how that works. I, I understand the school system. Mm-hmm. I understand how to write an assignment in a way that will get me a good mark. Yeah. But now I don't have marks to get. Now it's like you work to get a higher paycheck, I guess. Yeah, so you can get a house and you can do all those things that they tell you that you want to do, like get married and have kids and have enough money to go on vacation. And and that all seems so abstract. Like yeah. me owning a house seems impossible. Me having more than $5,000 in my bank account seems impossible. <laughs> I'll be honest. So... What's one thing you would have done differently? Like, I'm where you were last year. I'm, you know, still student Nicole. Mm-hmm. So what would I, what, what do you wish you would have done differently? Like, literally, like, spend as little amount of time on school as possible and basically let school be an obstacle that you have to get around rather than it being your entire the center life. of your universe is, mm-hmm. seems to be the right answer. Like, you want to hit the ground running, basically, from what I can tell from other people being, like, excelling straight out of college mm-hmm. is, like, have something going already, and then once school's done, school's done you can focus full-time on it because you don't have to do, deal with that bullshit. But that's also impossible because of how the school system works, how much time it takes. Oh, 100%. It's your whole... It is literally your whole life. Yeah. That is all I think about. Like, and now it's me on overdrive. To, yeah. Like, to the point where I don't know what I want to do. I'm more scared I'm not going to figure it out. Um, I secretly want only one plate, like, grad school to let me in so mm-hmm. I don't have to make that decision. Right. Um, I'll feel really shitty if I only get into one, but... It would make me feel better. Yeah, because then it's just a clear path. Because, yeah, like we said, there's no right answer. Like, No. There might be better answers for you personally, mm-hmm. right? Oh, definitely. But, I don't know. I'm really... I don't know. I, I'm a person who's very... I have always had a plan. Mm-hmm. And I've always known what I have to do to kind of get to that end goal. And now I don't know what the end goal is. So I don't know what I need to do to even get there. Yeah, how do you how do you take the first steps if you don't know where you're headed? Yeah, exactly. That's the real problem. How do you take the first steps if you don't know where you're going? Yeah. I I don't know where I don't know what I want to do. I'm not even sure what I want to be. Um I think the one thing I'm good at doing is I know what I don't want to do. Yeah. But that's a lot easier to figure out that than what you actually want to do. It's definitely an elimination game, basically, mm-hmm. rather than like some people definitely have one thing they love and they can turn that into a career and more power to them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of people. It's more of I don't know what I want, but I know I don't want this. Yeah, and then so you have to. But the problem is you have to spend time to know that you don't like doing it. Mm-hmm. So like you have to spend a few months doing something to realize, wow, this is awful. <laughs> I would die if I kept doing this. I'm going to do something different. Mm-hmm. And then you try something different. And it's like, well, this isn't awful, but I'm not happy doing it. No, I get that. And like it's it's that way with jobs. It's that way with hobbies. It's that way with people. I feel like that part kind of stresses me out as well, like thinking about the whole social aspect because mm-hmm. – I mean, again, we did have a really different experience in the sense that you went to more of a traditional commuter school 
and yeah. everyone at my school for the most part lives there so it's really it's going to be i feel like during the summer we don't necessarily see each other as much because we're not from the same place oh yeah no and the thing is i come back to mississauga and i have you know those occasional high school friends that you have actually stayed in contact with mm-hmm. but like all of my university friends are gone like yeah. they're not here like yeah. some aren't even in this province so it's like oh i'm gonna graduate and like and then everyone's gonna go back back to and then you get busy because you're gonna be working or doing something yeah you have to figure something out yeah so it's like i'm it makes me think like what's going to happen with those relationships as well. Cause that's also like you spend four years with people and they, that's your whole life. Yeah. They're very formative years. They really are. I've changed so much in the four years and like, thank God for that. Like yeah. in the sense of, I think it's cool that both of us went away for school. Cause like you do have that sense of independence. So I yeah. feel like in some ways we're not as fucked as some people. Mm-hmm. Like we have the survival skills. But yeah. it makes me think, like, what's going to happen with those relationships? Yeah. After first year, mm-hmm. I basically didn't see anyone from... High school? I, di- I didn't see anyone from university because I went away to school, so I went back to my parents' place. Mm-hmm. And, like, never... Part Obviously partially my fault but like never made any effort to see anyone from university Mm -hmm. but then also i had changed a decent amount from end of grade 12 me yeah so even hanging out with high school people didn't feel right to the point where i like dropped a bunch of them well it's hard not to especially those that kind of stay home because i feel like you almost progress a lot faster than they do just Mm -hmm. because you've been put in so many uncomfortable situations like I remember the first time I was sick and I realized that it was just me Mm -hmm. and if I want to get better I need to figure this shit out because no one's gonna be you know oh do you want some soup do you want ginger ale or whatever yeah no one's gonna keep track of how much Benadryl you've had in a day no no one keeps track no one cares yeah like it's you're on your own you need to figure it out so in that sense like that kind of to a degree calms me down but Mm -hmm the uncertainty aspect is freaking me out so much like push comes to shove i can get a retail job or a food service job mm-hmm. enough to pay bills and i yeah. can survive yeah, but, but there's a difference between surviving and living, living. right like mm-hmm. i could survive for a year mm-hmm. i don't know how much longer i would be able to do that like retail's insane retail is you do work retail i've never had a retail job really no i never knew that my first job was a martial arts instructor and then that's fun i worked at a car plant yeah i do remember that that's how we met which is how we met (laughs) i'm gonna bleep that (laughs) um and now i work where i work yeah which has its own issues yeah for sure it's another one of those like process of elimination things no i get that i think in some ways it's nice that it was at least your first job Mm -hmm. it's just like the idea of me having a full-time job that's not four months long is terrifying like oh i might be you know working and this this is a place i could work for the rest of my life like Mm -hmm. i know my dad has worked at the same company since he started like he's only interviewed once minus promotions and stuff but that's it yeah my dad's jumped a few jobs but he literally got the job he has now six months after i was born 
Yeah, that's crazy. And he's worked the same job. And I don't know how anyone does it. Like, working at the car plant, uh, I was in the cushy section. What did I you was do? I was in quality assurance. I got oh, to no, drive the this. brand new cars. You got the fun job. I got to sit in air-conditioned vehicles and drive them with the radio on. That's and that's nice. the most depressed I've ever been. And people... So that makes me l- want to give you a hug. Literally everyone I talked to... Mm-hmm. had the story of I went to post-secondary mm-hmm. or I got out of secondary school. I had big plans. Met a girl or met a boy, accidentally yeah. had a baby or got married or they bought a house mm-hmm. because they had this job where yeah. it paid pretty well. Well, yeah. But then, oh, shit, that's not a one-time purchase. That no. That is recurring. Like yeah. if you buy a house, that's 35 years. Yeah. Your mortgage is 35 years long. I don't know how I don't know how to judge that amount of time. I don't know. That either. is so abstract. I don't even remember well, like we're not even 35 10 years. Old. We're, we're turning 21. Well, exactly. you're already 21, but I'm still a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so like So those people they were still at that job 25, 30 years later getting ready to retire and they're like I don't know what happened. They warned me so many times. Do not come back after you graduate. Because I feel like a lot of You will of get people, trapped here. Yeah, exactly. I was going to just say that. I feel like a lot of the times you get a job and if you're someone who, like, if you work during the year and you're making minimum wage and you start making anything pretty much above minimum wage, mm-hmm. it looks like a lot of money. Yeah. Like I remember my very first full-time check, which was minimum wage, but it was full-time hours. Yeah. I almost fainted. I was like, oh my gosh, Insane. I didn't know you could make this much money. Yeah. Like, what do I do with all of this money? Yeah, and that's why the shittiest jobs often pay the best. Oh, for sure. So that they can keep you there. Like, well, obviously, retail doesn't. No, they don't pay you. Pay well. you well, but no. you can get commissions in some places. Oh, for sure. Depending on the store, you could make a. You could earn a living. Food service, you can make tips. Yeah, stuff 100%. like that. So, like, there are like ways that you can survive. You can survive, but like that industry gets its hooks in you, and then it's hard to get out. Well, because why would you? Like, I could have this job where, say, I'm making $30 an hour, and yeah, the job's shit, but I'm making $30. Mm-hmm. Or I have to take an entry-level position where I'm making minimum wage, working 500 times harder just for the chance to progress. And it's, especially if you've worked that $30 an hour job for a while. Yeah, I know. So you have, all, like you have the car for that uh, pr- tax bracket. <laughs> you have the house for that tax bracket mm-hmm. or apartment that you're renting or whatever. Yeah. So taking that leap of faith just doesn't work because... You have all the stuff. You you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't afford it. Mm -hmm. You need the safe money. That's like... I feel like that's the root of kind of what we're talking about. It's all financial focus yeah basically in the end it's all about money oh, like 100%. everyone says like oh it's not about the money it's no, fucking it is about, it the is money. about the money because how are you gonna live how are you gonna how pay do you your live bills yeah without money whether you like it or not you need money to survive you love traveling great how are you getting on a plane yeah exactly. without a plane ticket they're not they're not cheap and like that's there's just so many things to consider and that's like one thing when i think about graduation is Am I going to be making, again, it's, am I making the right choice? Mm -hmm. I just want someone to tell me, hey, Nicole, do this and you'll like it and you'll be happy. I just want kind of someone to make that decision for me because I don't know how to make that decision. Like when I was in high school, it was, Mm -hmm. I don't like sciences, 
So, so business. I guess I'm going to do business because I don't know what else I can even do. Yeah. I'm decent at math. Yeah, so. pretty much. So I was like, oh, well, I, like, I guess I'll do this. In high school, it took me until halfway through grade 12. To make that decision? To realize I wasn't going into science. Or Really? Yeah, like it was about two months before we had to put in university See applications. That. Like I was in grade 12 physics in first semester. Mm-hmm. And my second semester was lined up to have grade 12 chem. And bio? And or, bio, yeah. I think. Like the three main ones. Well, the only ones. Yeah. So I'm like almost failing grade 12 physics in, the, in my first yeah. semester. So the guidance counselor calls me in mm-hmm. and they're like, do you want to do science? And I'm like, well, that's what I kind of have been doing my whole life. See, I find that so interesting that you made that decision later. And it kind of, I'm going to be very honest, that made me a little calmer because I knew from grade nine, I was like, I do not like sciences. So I'm just going to do business because I don't know what else to do. So from grade nine onward, like I was looking at schools in grade 11. So I applied pretty much on the first day because I already knew what I wanted. When I applied, I didn't know what Guelph Humber was. I thought <laughs> I was going to Guelph. I legitimately <laughs> did not do jack shit I research. toured a lot of schools. Like I was very keen. I was very eager and I knew exactly what I wanted. And that's why this part here is really hard for me because it's what I, do in, you want yeah i'm theoretically in the exact same spot just now i'm getting an undergrad and i'm not getting a high school diploma mm-hmm. and i don't know what i want to do and i need to apply for stuff kind of soon like i'm writing my exams in september yep your gmat my gmat in september and that's like again it's like well that's going to be like 300 dollars, so don't mess it up yeah because that's do, another 300 if you if I decide that, if I'm even confident enough to do it, if I mess it up the first time. Yeah. I don't know how to calm myself down. And that's like another problem. Like I, I'm getting more and more stressed and like I keep doing things that in theory I should be doing and it's not helping me calm mm-hmm. down. So I don't know what to do. Well, cause part of it is just hurry up and wait, right? Like mm-hmm. obviously you can study as much as you possibly can, but yeah. like push comes to shove. All you can do is wait for the test day I know. and show up everything revolves around this one day yeah and there's no way to make it come faster no so all we can do is sit and think about it Mm -hmm. and my mind personally Mm -hmm. always goes to worst case scenario so does mine of course i think that's natural like i remember in grade 12 Mm -hmm. we were talking about the average age of retirement and i almost like started crying what is it it was like 64. What the fuck? And I like almost broke down because I was like, one day I'm going to be that old. Yeah. What the ever loving fuck does that mean? Then there's really no end goal. Like once you start working, you're like, okay, I'm, gonna re- I'm saving for retirement. For real? Like I don't think millennials are going to get to retire though. No, we won't. But I feel like the problem is too, I don't know we're how to... We're not even millennials, s- we're Gen Z, technically. That's true, we are. <laughs> I don't know how to sit and do nothing. No. So the fact that like I've been at home, like I'm not able to work right now, and all I'm thinking about is school is driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. I can only relax if I'm ignoring the responsibility. I've no, realized that about here. myself. Yeah, for like, sure. Like at school when you know you have an assignment, but you're just not doing it right now. Yeah, you're now. just watching Netflix. Yeah, and you're, or you're going out or you're just you're doing the exact opposite of what you should be doing, but you're fine. Yeah. Yet in the summer, I'm stressed. Yeah. About what? <laughs> Waiting. Yeah. Waiting is literally the worst and part of being alive. Wait until like 
mid to end of my last year to find out if I even got in. Yeah, that's insane. Like I'm going to go crazy. Like, I think the thing was, like, in high school, I knew I would get in somewhere, like, with the mm-hmm. grades I had. And I was like, this will be fine. I've also, like, everyone gets in somewhere for the most part. For the most part. Right? So it's yeah. like, oh, you're going to be fine. And you see everyone else getting in, it's happy. But now it's like, no, we're all going different places. Yeah, some people are, like... Some people have a full-time job offer yeah. in the middle of third year. Yeah. Who? Who? How do you feel when people are like, when you hear these people doing all these incredible things? Like, so for you, it'd be the people who have those immediate job offers and mm-hmm. appear to be doing really well. And I guess in my perspective, it would be people who do have full-time job offers yeah. as well, but, you know, are like kind of relaxed throughout the final year. Mm-hmm. When you see those people, does it motivate you or does it discourage you? I mean, personally, it discourages me because I, I immediately take the stance of, well, why the fuck don't you have that, you moron? I'm the same way. Like, it's very much like you clearly didn't try hard enough or like not even try hard enough. Like, you just aren't, aren't talented enough to get noticed. I am the exact same way. Like, you are, I, f- I find myself to be a very middling person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not the shittiest by far, but I'm also, like... Not the best. Not the best. Like, literally, if I'm doing something, I know someone I know can do it better than me. hmm But, like, I can do 20 different things okay. Yeah. I'd rather be able to do one thing so good, it'll knock everyone's socks off. And those are the people that appear to have it figured out. Yeah, those are the people that, that like, get attention mm-hmm. or get the job offer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to apply things. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I went to a half-college program, mm-hmm. um, I think the program was still very theoretical, where it's like, in theory, this is how you do it. Yeah. But it's like, okay, how do I make that a job? I don't know how to freelance, in all honesty. Yeah. Like, legally speaking, yeah, I do not know how to declare freelance work on tax forms. Yeah. I don't know whether I pay taxes up front or after mm-hmm. or what yeah so like in that sense i definitely wasn't set up to be a person um but also like i feel like i should have figured that out myself no i get that i feel like i'm the same way like when i hear those like success stories i'm like okay so what should i have done differently to put myself in a better position well the problem is like 80 percent of it's luck 100 percent. oh for sure like we're all learning the exact same things and mm-hmm. then it makes me think like should i be like eat sleep breathing you know marketing i don't want to do that i think i've always been under the impression that yeah i'm gonna work because i need money like everyone else but for me work isn't my life it's an aspect of my life but yeah. i don't want it to be hi i'm nicole i work at a yeah but at the same time like i don't know what i would do with the rest of my life like outside of work I don't know either. It's the same thing where school being an obstacle, work, you simultaneously want to love what you do mm-hmm. and also not let it define you. Oh, for sure. And how the fuck do you do that? It's the worst balancing act. I don't feel like you ever get it right. No. I feel like just one day you're going to retire and you'll be like, oh, okay. That was 40 years. That cool. was 40 years. What do I... I think that's why I'm so hesitant to jump into work because, I don't know, I'm like, once I start working, I can't just pick up and go on vacation yeah, whenever I want. Yeah, you can't stop. Or I can't just, you know, not show, I can't just not show up. 
No. This is it. Like, I'm there nine to five every single day, like, for 40 years. Yeah. Not to let my two podcasts bleed into each other, (laughs) but at the beginning of The Office, (laughs) Jim is getting interviewed, and he's like, no, this isn't a career. Mm -hmm. This is my job. No, for sure. And he stays. And he stays for a decade. Yeah. But he eventually does figure something out. Like, he starts... That's my thing, is... He starts his own business. I don't know if I can feasibly see myself working for someone long term. Interesting. I don't know if I can see myself getting told what to do forever. I've always been kind of the exact opposite in the sense that I feel like the only way I'm going to be able to make sure that work does not define me is if I work for someone else. Because the second I start working for myself, it becomes a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week Yeah, job. there's no turning it off. No, there isn't because you have to be on all the time. And we watch yeah. so many documentaries in school and you you see, you know, this, the CEO who has formed this company and, you know, they're very, very happy, but that is their life. Yeah. That's their baby. Yeah, I don't... It's hard, right? It's so hard because, like, I don't like getting criticized on creative things. Mm-hmm. but at the same time like I need someone to tell me what to create no I get that so like I just want to be told yes basically (laughs) because I'm still a fucking child that's okay I want to be able to make some scribbles Mm -hmm. on a piece of printer paper Mm -hmm. and I want to be told yes that's beautiful and it's going on the fridge (laughs) every single time yeah that makes it so complicated yeah. I think it's just like I just want to know what's next. And I don't know at what point I stop asking what's next. You can't. You always have to have what? something to look forward to. Look forward to. Even uh, if like I, at some point it's going to be like okay, what's next? I want to buy this car. Or Yeah. I'm saving up to get married or which is really expensive. Which is very expensive. Yeah. Uh, please only have open bars at your wedding. Well, duh, or else you were not coming. <laughs> um, but, like, there's always going to be these goals, and I don't know if I'm interested in half of them. Well, like, I, I don't give that. a shit about, like, saving up for a car. I'm the same way. I don't give a shit about, like, saving up for a house. I, I'm fine renting. Yeah. But at the same time, then what am I saving my money for? What am I working for? Uh, yeah. Other than something to do until I fucking die. Like, there's nothing worse than doing nothing. I struggle with the fact that we're 21 and even having this conversation. Like, we are 21 years old. We are babies. I When I was in Europe and I'm talking to, like, cousins and family members and they're... We're at the exact same stage in the sense that we're both in our fourth year of our undergrad. Mm-hmm. They're, like, 28 years old and I'm 21. Or going to be 21. I'm yeah. still 20. But at the same time, like, I don't know when I'm going to stop. Worry? I'm definitely never going to stop worrying. No, same But, here. like, I don't know when I'm going to stop thinking I'm not ready. I have no idea. I, I don't know when it just clicks and you're like, oh, I did it. Because I'm either bored and unhappy with what I'm currently doing mm-hmm. or I'm waiting for the right thing to happen. And to some extent, like, yes, you have to be proactive, but it's still very much, like I said, it's about timing. Yeah. So, like... There's so much uncertainty, and I 
hate uncertainty. I'm someone mm-hmm. who I think I like to have control of situations. Like I like to know what I'm getting myself into. And like, if I do a and B, then I'm going to get to C. Yeah. And now it's, I don't know what's going on. I can do a B and somehow be at E mm-hmm. or I can do a C and B at D and I don't know what I'm doing. Like that didn't even make sense. And that's how I feel in my head right now that I don't make sense. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm slowly deteriorating. Well, like we're, we're taught math so early where there is a definitive right answer. And that's why I always loved math. And then you kind of get used to there being a right answer. Mm-hmm. And even they introduce it that way with like English or language or whatever class mm-hmm. where it's like, you have to learn the building blocks in order to do things like yeah. grade one. English is not write an essay. It's, spell this word correctly yeah there is a definitive correct answer yeah and at some point it turns into all right now tell me what your thoughts are yeah and you're like what and it's like how do i do that when did i start having thoughts no exactly and then you even then you're graded obviously when you are graded on an essay there is like a subjective point Mm -hmm. and i think that's why i've always liked math because i liked knowing okay if i do this i'm gonna get this answer Mm-hmm. One plus one is two. That is it. There yep. is no debate. It's not what the teacher thinks. It like they're not gonna somehow change it. It's yeah. just two. And it it's so nice to just know that if I do this and this, this is gonna happen. But right now it's I could do this and I could do my best. Yeah. And I could still not get to where I need to go. And I don't even know where I'm going. Yeah. So why am I doing this? Yeah, it doesn't make sense that you are taught one hundred percent equals one hundred percent. Yeah. And now it's, you can put in 200% and get back zero. And it's just like, oh, well, fuck. Yeah, and I don't know what to do to make sure that, like, I could study for my exams. Mm-hmm. Like and crazy. you should. Yeah, I need to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's no guarantee that I'm going to get in. Yeah, there are no guarantees And anymore. I don't even know what I want to get into. Yeah. Which is why sometimes I wish there was like a person following around and being like, Nicole, do this. And I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can do that. But then you also have that external person to blame when it goes wrong rather than blaming yourself. That's what I want. I I I know. I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm fucking it up and I haven't done anything yet. And that was like, I remember when we originally started talking and I would always say, I feel like I'm fucking up so hard and I have done absolutely nothing. Yeah. Why do I feel like I'm fucking up? Because doing nothing feels like fucking up. So how how do you stop feeling this way? Um, antidepressants? <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, like, I don't know. I feel like, for the most part, I'm a pretty straight-up person. But it's the uncertainty now that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. I don't like not having control and the fact that there's nothing I can do is driving me crazy. Yeah. And I have months of this and I feel like I'm going to go insane. Like, I feel like it's just going to be like, like I said, nothing's happening right now yet. I'm having weekly mental breakdowns about Mm -hmm. nothing. I mean, you're listening to most of them. Yeah. Well, Well, like in your mind, what is the worst case scenario? I feel like I, Oh, that's, that's a really good question. And I feel like it should be really obvious, but 
I mean, there's a lot of different answers I have for that. It's I'm not going to get in anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going to get in one place. It's I'm going to get in everywhere and now I have to pick a place. And what if I pick the wrong place? Mm-hmm. It's how is everyone else going to react to what I get into? Right. What are people going to think if I choose this over this? I feel like a lot of my problem also is like, how are other people going to react yeah. to my decision? Well, yeah, because like you don't live in a vacuum. No. Your life affects other people. For like, sure. As much as like I think I'm a piece of shit and no one cares. Yeah, but I care. Like when I make a decision, it can affect people. For sure. Like, whether it's my parents because, like... They're your parents. They're my parents, and obviously they care or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm living with them, so that that impacts them. Or, like, whether it impacts my friends or whatever it can decisions can impact strangers too like no for sure i think i'm just worried about people being disappointed in me and thinking that i messed up or people thinking that like that wasn't a good idea and mm-hmm. i i really worry and struggle with making the wrong choice and having people be disappointed but i don't think anybody's going to be disappointed with you going and getting your masters like that's not a disappointing but i don't know what happens if i don't get in like i don't i don't know like my parents like i know deep down that whatever happens my parents are going to be happy because i'm going to walk out of there with a degree Mm -hmm. so you know their money didn't go to waste but it's like i don't know how people are going to react i don't know i really have no idea I don't know really what the worst case scenario is. I think it's just going to be whatever I do. And if it doesn't go well, that would be the worst case scenario. Yeah. The worst case scenario is what happens. Yeah. Essentially. And there's again, you'll convince yourself that whatever happens, whatever ends up happening, Mm -hmm. that was the worst case scenario. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I got into three schools. Well, that's still three choices. Yeah. Whereas if you get into one school, it's like, oh, fuck, I only got into one school. I know. You get into like zero schools. It's like, well, it's because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but like, okay, what's the best case scenario? Whatever I get into makes me really happy. And it puts me in a good position to take the next step. Again, what the fuck's the next step? But it puts me in a good position to take that step. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's just like, we you work towards like trying to be happy. Um, so that next step is going to help me be happy or happier, maybe. Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, the moral is? Is there one? You are all fucked, but we're not fucked. If we're fucked together, then... Then it's okay. It's like when you're about to go write an exam, and you know damn well you're fucked. but And then you he- overhear a group of people, and they're like, oh, wow, we're fucked too. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, they're okay. fucked, I'm fucked, it's fine. Ride the bell curve. Yeah, at some point... Ride the bell curve of life. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great note to end on. I like that. Ride the bell curve of life. That was episode one. I mean, hopefully, it wasn't too terrible to listen to. If for some reason you want more of this, 
Um, I'm hopefully uploading on a bi-weekly schedule, so you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and also follow me on Twitter at underscore Midnight Musing. I'll update as best I can what is going on and when an episode is coming out. Um, This is a Thunderdog podcast, so if you would like to learn more about the network as a whole, you can follow that on Twitter and Instagram at Thunderdog Radio. It's a a project for me, my buddy Brad, and my pal Shelby. We're just going to see where it goes. But for now, that's the end of this episode. I hope it didn't send you into a existential crisis as it did for me. And I'll see you next midnight. Thanks for listening. That was a Thunderdog podcast. <laughs>